0: Stay safe. It used to be only my mom who would say stuff like that to me. But nowadays, pretty much everyone does. Maybe you have noticed this too. Maybe you've even said it. After almost every single conversation I have now, even with people that I've met like less than five minutes ago, the conversation always ends something like Stay safe. You be safe out there. Have a safe Christmas. Let's face it. Safety is on everybody's minds right now. And rightfully so, in many ways. Today's pandemic is, by all accounts, a situation unlike anything that we have ever faced before as a planet. So yeah, we need to be safe. We need to try our best to be wise and prudent. We need to support and look out for one another we ought to protect the most vulnerable among us. And in that regard, all this talk about safety, all these calls for safety, is a good thing, so far as it goes. But here and now, as the church once again returns to Bethlehem and contemplates the Word made flesh, God incarnate, the Christ child, who is born for us Today, for the salvation of all the world. Nobody is left out. Every single human soul. The grace of God has appeared to all. As the church celebrates that feast day, I'd like to offer this blunt reminder that Christmas isn't safe. Sure, we've tried our best to domesticate this holiest of days. We've done a pretty bang-up job of reducing it down To consumerism and bad Hallmark movies, sparkly decorations and hot cocoa, great stuff, all of it. But the truth of the matter remains no matter how we break it down. The incarnation of God was and continues to be a grand divine risk. It's the ultimate act of vulnerability. The Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible, chose to send his Son into our broken, violent, and dangerous world. And not as a warrior clad with all of his armor, or an untouchable angel of light, immaterial and beyond the reach of our hammer and nails. No. God appeared to us, As a defenseless little baby. Let that fact sink in. That's what we're celebrating as we come together for Christmas. Jesus was born into a society where cruel, paranoid kings jealously defended their thrones, where bitterly divided religious groups constantly argued and debated, where social unrest boiled over into everyday life. A world where people lied, cheated, stole, lusted, bickered, judged, and hated. A world much like ours today. It's the world that Christ was born into. It's the same world. Why would God do such a thing? Why would he risk sending his only son into such a fallen and dark world? Doesn't God want to hedge his bets, prevent liability, and guarantee success? Doesn't he want to play it safe and actually win over souls? Why would he risk everything on something that literally looks kind of crazy? A baby? That's God? Really? Are you sure? That's our faith. Why would this God make such a divine risk? Well, because when it comes right down to it, Love is a risk. Love is not safe. We all know that to love anyone at all demands a tremendous amount of risk. It's dangerous business to risk your neck and invest in a relationship with someone, with a friend, with a spouse, with a son or a daughter, an estranged family member. It's a risk Because you might end up getting really hurt. You might get rejected. They could betray you or ignore you or use you for all sorts of reasons. And even the best of our relationships, the most holy marriages, the most trustworthy friendships, those have to end as well, right? Wouldn't it be better if we never had to say goodbye? Wouldn't it be better if we'd never loved? We wouldn't get hurt. Would we ever say something like that? I don't think so. I don't think we would ever dare say that it would have been better never to have loved and not been hurt. It's always worth taking the risk of love. C.S. Lewis once said it this way I am a safety first creature. Of all arguments against love, none makes so strong an appeal to my nature as, careful, this might lead you to suffering, be safe out there, stay safe. But then Lewis goes on to say, Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, soft, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. And then he ends with this really sobering warning, a Christmas warning even. The only place outside of heaven where you can be perfectly safe from all the dangers and perturbations of love is hell. And I think here, right here, is where we come to the answer of that question I posed before. Why did God bother to make such a risk the risk of Christmas, the risk of becoming one of us. The reason is that God loved us too much to stay safely locked away in heaven. God just loved us way too much to stay in heaven. He saw our grave danger. He knew that we were lost if he didn't do something to rescue us. He saw our struggles. He saw our burdens. He saw our real pain. And he leapt out of heaven and came down. And he truly became Emmanuel, God with us. God stuck his neck out for us in a definitive and vulnerable way. And our response as Christians must become equally vulnerable as well. But i got to warn you, being a Christian isn't safe. Christmas isn't safe, and so being a Christian is just not safe. I'm sorry, I wish I could tell you otherwise, but I would be a bad shepherd to tell you that being a Christian is a nice and safe thing. It's not safe to raise a traditional family in today's fierce secular world that's dismantling the family. It's not safe to get married in the midst of of a hookup culture. It's not safe to enter seminary and discern the celibate priesthood in a world that where that looks crazy and kind of dumb. It's not safe to leave your job and your home to go and enter a monastery or a convent. It's not safe to be a missionary in a foreign land or in your backyard. It's not safe to serve the poor and homeless, even here in Roanoke. It's not safe to stand up for the lives of the unborn. It's not safe to sacrifice in secret for the salvation of souls. It's not safe to try to find a church that's open and pray in adoration. It's not safe to pray visibly in public without getting judged or kind of laughed at. In short, it's not safe to follow Jesus. But it never has been. And it never will be. The bottom line, though, is this. This newborn king who we worship and adore tonight, this tiny little defenseless child, that one, he grows up and he calls for committed, sold-out disciples to follow him unreservedly. We might cling to the safety of half-hearted and self-preserving faith. I know I do all the time. But that kind of faith will fail us in the end. It will not be enough it won't actually keep us safe. Jesus tells us clearly enough that whoever tries to save his life, whoever puts personal safety and security as their top unassailable priority, they'll lose their life. And whoever loses their life for Jesus' sake will save it, will will find themselves truly and unassailably safe. They will find real security in the Lord of all consolation and joy and peace. Jesus lovingly beckons to each one of us, come, become vulnerable with me. Learn to love from me. I will send you into dangerous places, into people's lives, into their homes, into their mess. You will love them there, just as I have first loved you in your mess. Don't be afraid. I'll be with you to support you and guide you, but you will not be safe. I will not promise you safety, not in the world's terms. Your heart might be broken. You might be rejected. In fact, you're sure to be ignored and snubbed and laughed at, maybe even martyred, but you will be with me. I am Emmanuel, God with you. Is that not enough? That your Lord is with you, that that He is in you, you will always be safe in Christ. He is our one sure, everlasting refuge. He's our salvation. He is our security. He is our safety. We don't have to look anywhere else. And so we come and we kneel before that manger, this place where animals eat. I mean, is that safe, to put a baby in a place where animals eat their food? No. We come and kneel before the manger. We come to this altar where Jesus offers his life, his body and his blood again for us. The same sacrifice that he offered on the cross. And we come and we say, come, come, let us adore him. Come, let us adore this God of our refuge. This little tiny baby who is somehow divinity. That's what Christians believe, and that is our sure safety.